Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Voice Podcast. I'm Vernon R. E. Jones, managing broker, owner of Jones Homes, and for 30 years we have serviced the Seven County, Denver metro area. A lot of people, because of lack of existing housing, are going towards new construction. I just want to kind of say five things, and there could be more that I could get into, but we'll deal with these right now. These are five construction, to me, catastrophes that you got to avoid if you're a buyer, a buyer a new, buying a new construction. Basically, nobody wants to invest in a home only to realize that it has about a million and one things wrong with it. And while no home purchase is ever guaranteed a good buy, there are certain, shall we say, clues as to when something might just be very, very wrong. In new construction, it has uh, a process where most home builders have you do a walkthrough, a final walkthrough. You put blue tape up on the wall, and after that happens, they have a week or two weeks, whatever your closing is, to repair or correct those items. And then they have sort of like a one-year bumper-to-bumper warranty sort of that kind of just covers everything. And then... Probably on your 11th month, unless it's a safety issue that needs to be dealt with quickly, uh, they go in and take care of it. And then after that year, you're kind of like on your own, unless you get um, extended warranty coverage that you can pay for yourself. And also, most structural warranties will extend beyond the year. They last varying anywhere between 8 to 10 years. But that depends on the builder you're dealing with. Building fails that you should watch out for when buying your next home. Not only will spotting them early save you some aggravation later and maybe even allow you to renegotiate the asking price, but it'll also help you sniff out any bigger issues that might be at play. Number one, blocked casement windows. There's nothing quite like sleeping with the windows open on a hot summer night, unless, of course, Yours don't open at all. Then what could have been the perfect master bedroom can fast become a sauna. I've seen this often when someone buys a home and then decided to completely gut the whole thing, change the roof design and other things. They draw out this beautiful new roof but don't think about how it actually sit with the current window structure of the home and you end up with these arches and eaves blocking windows. Avoid getting stuck with these house fail issues by test operating all the windows on the upper floor, especially if the roof looks suspiciously low. There's a lot of windows that go into these new construction houses that are purely just designed for light, and they don't open. Depending on where they are, they may not uh, affect you at all. Uh, But depending on where they are not and their inability to open, something you have to be aware of. And it may not seem nothing major now because you like the light. But boy, when that light comes in and it's 90 degrees and you can't open that window that lets the light, changes things altogether, much less add on to your air conditioning cost. Number two, things that go through the roof. Speaking of roofs, there's nothing quite like the ones that we have. Random things coming in and out of the roofs, like beams or chimneys installed after the fact. Usually an inspector determines the existing structure was unsound. Whoever was responsible for the fix 
felt this would be the quickest and easiest solution. It's kind of like what happens a lot of the time. Once again, you got to go resolve this issue. There may be many more that are found. Do yourself a favor and don't buy a home that looks like somebody's kid put Lincoln logs through the roof. I usually look at all the architectural designs of custom and semi-custom homes and I wonder, well, why are they doing that? I mean, you want to look for some nice aesthetics, but the aesthetics need to be effective and efficient. Number three, doors and stairs that lead to nowhere. I've been in a few homes where there are second story windows that are literally dead ends. It's kind of confusing. One home that has had, one home that had this was purchased out of foreclosure and the previous owner was in the process of adding a bonus room over the garage and ended up running out of money halfway through the project. So of course, the only thing left was the door to nowhere. Call us boring, but we advise sticking only to homes with functional doors and staircases. That staircases, that may sound crazy, but in my 30 years in this business, I have say, I would freely say that I've almost seen everything, and that's one of them. Number four, misaligned flooring. Although this could just be one person's itty-bitty renovation faux pas, it might also be the type of thing that drives you crazy later on. In one house I was working on, 95% of the bathroom tiles were facing one direction, the rest were facing a different direction. I asked the homeowner about this, the, the builder, and the bathroom tiles were put in by the husband and his brother. The husband did the first 95% of the project and then hurt his back and had to recruit his brother to finish the job, who did so with the tiles facing the other direction. Now understand, when we talk about home building fails that happen, we're not just talking about new construction, we're talking about people that, regular homeowners, or fix and flippers who buy a home, live in it, or just fix it up, and their fixes aren't necessarily efficient or aesthetic. They may be aesthetically pleasing even, but are they really efficient? Anyway, moving back, uh, let's go to number five, obvious plumbing problems. So plumbing problems are just so painfully wrong that they really should make you question what else is going on in the house, especially behind the walls, under the floorboards. We're talking about faucets without sinks, toilet bowls that face the wall, or our personal favorite, bathtubs and showers you can't get into. Any plumbing issues you should run away from or make sure to have the proper budget to correct them. They can get out of hand very quickly and should be assessed and addressed as soon as possible. These are five things that kind of sound like, yeah, Vernon, there's no way I'd buy a house that had those problems. There's, there's no way. But I'm going to tell you right now, in this historic lack of inventory that we have going on right now, I am surprised what people are willing to accept, even against my strong advice, because of the lack of inventory. Sometimes... Instead of buying the house, you should say no. And even though I could go on with a multitude list to talk about electrical, electrical uh, uh, issues, and uh, I, I mean, I could go on. It's a long list. 
and these five may seem like, ah, come on, they're obvious. Again, I caution you. This list and a few other things can make you be more accepting of them because of this historically low inventory environment that we're in. I'm here to tell you, if you're with me, I'm going to tell you, no, let's wait until we find a house that's more effective for you. And I don't care if it's new construction, a fix and flip, or a homeowner that took his hammer and did a remodel that he loves, but isn't effective. If you have any questions, feel free to call me. This is Vernon at 303-359-8218. Also email us at vernon at joneshomesonline.com. We appreciate you listening to the Real Estate Voice podcast. And as always, please be safe.